This episode of Experiences You Should Have is brought to you by Soul Blends, handcrafted in Oregon from botanicals to bottle, multiple healing balms, salves, and moisturizing products to bring life to your skin. Check out Soul Blends and use the code EYSH to receive 10% off your order. I had this moment, I had this vision in my head and just this Tennessee girl could be there in the sand at the bottom of the ocean, surrounded by sharks. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco. And today we are going to be diving in. That's right. We are talking about learning to scuba dive. And actually, I said we, and this is actually going to be a solo episode. So I will be talking about learning to scuba dive. And this is a topic that's just very close to my heart. Um, learning to, to dive open my world to a world full of possibility. It it was something that always excited me. Just even as a kid, I would watch Steve Irwin and Shark Week and and watch these documentaries. And I I never thought that that could be me one day, not essentially being on TV, but just be that person that's exploring and adventuring underwater. And I looked up to those people that I saw um, on these little documentaries growing up. But in in high school, I was living in Tennessee, which is not exactly a scuba diving destination. And I was actually going through like an extremely rough time. My parents were going through some some crazy stuff I'm not going into. And I, I hit the bottom of the barrel depression. Um, I was around 15 years old at the time and, and just really, really struggling with life. Um, I wasn't going to school a lot. Um, I actually had to spend some time at a psychiatric hospital for depression and I really was was not not in a good place in life and one day I I came across a smoothie king in in Nashville and I walked in and I saw all of these happy people making smoothies and they're wearing Hawaiian shirts and when I walked in they said aloha welcome to Smoothie King and and I'm watching them make smoothies and put in the bananas and the strawberries and they had this upbeat you know just personality and smiles on their faces and high ponytails and I'm like wow these these smoothie king workers are extremely happy. Like, like I want to, I want to be happy. And so I ordered my smoothie, and and when I paid for my smoothie, um, 
I didn't ask for an application to work there. And it was a good 40 minute drive. Um, I had a hardship license, so I could, I could drive to and from Nashville. I lived south of Nashville and I could drive by myself at a young age and and I got the job at Smoothie King because I thought you could just find happiness with smoothies. <laughs> and and the owner of Smoothie King took an interest in me. He he knew I was just going through a really tough time in life and he he looked at me. His name is John, John Fisher. And he looked at me and he asked me what I wanted to to do with my life. And I turned to him and I told him that I wanted to be at the bottom of the ocean surrounded by sharks. And he, he wasn't thrown off by that. Uh, he actually then told me that he and his wife were scuba divers and that they love sharks. And I'm like, whoa. No way. I've never never met like a like a real life scuba diver just in the wild, you know, like this. Like this is you're like this is so cool. Um so a few months went by and I and I asked Johnny if if I could work more. I I needed to make more money and and he he said he would give me more hours I could work uh, more after school shifts and on weekends. And he said, if I can make all A's in school, he would do something really cool for me. And I thought maybe it was a Starbucks gift card or, or a movie tickets. Like I, I didn't know, maybe $20. Um, but either way I was excited and I, I studied hard and, and I was taking some hard classes, but I was able to come back to him with, with all A's and he pat me on the back and I continued my work and, and each week I would check my pay stub to see if, if there was a, you know, like a $20 bonus or if, or if there was like a Starbucks gift card with my paycheck or, you know, I was looking, I'm like, did he forget? You know, he said he would do something special. Like, what's it like? And so then I just thought he forgot. And then one day I was driving home from work and he called and he said he needed to speak to my mother. And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, like what I do? <laughs> oh, no, I got in trouble. He overheard me. I mean, I'm in high school and I said, John, whatever you need to tell my mother, you can just tell to me. And he said, okay. And I'm like, that was way too easy. And he said, Gail, you've worked hard. You've made great grades. And I want to help your your dream come true. And he said that, he wanted to purchase my open water scuba diving certification, but he said that I couldn't do my scuba diving lessons during work hours. So he lined up a private 
dive instructor to teach me and another lady from Smoothie King who who wanted lessons. Um, so we would start our lessons at 10 o'clock at night and, and do it after our shift. So I was... I didn't sleep much, um, but I told him my mom would be fine with it. And, and I started taking uh, dive lessons. And my mom knew I was taking the open water lessons. Um, but after after I did the, the night classes, I did my checkout dives at a local rock quarry in Nashville. And it was cold. I mean, it was like 50 degrees and it was cold. And you could barely see like a foot of visibility. But I did my checkout dives and, and got my dive certification. And then then I was just hanging out at the local dive shop. And I saw this orange flyer with black silhouettes of sharks on them. And I'm, I was looking at this flyer. And I'm, I was now, you know, 16 at the time. And I read the letters on the flyer and it said, swim with sand tiger sharks in the graveyard of the Atlantic. Now, off the coast of North Carolina, there's a lot of shipwrecks. I mean, just gobs of shipwrecks. And it's called the graveyard of the Atlantic because of how many shipwrecks there are. And sharks like shipwrecks. Well, they like some shipwrecks depending on where they are and what's there. And... So there's a spot where you can go dive with St. Tiger Sharks off the coast of North Carolina. And and I was looking at the trip costs and I'm like, I need to do this. And so I started paying for this trip every week. I would give the dive shop $10 or $15 here or another $7.50 and um, just paying for it. And then I found out I needed a nitrox certification and an advanced certification, even though I only had four checkout dives to my name. And and so I said, oh, okay, all right. So I called up the old dive instructor. And so I started paying him with my Smoothie King money. And I didn't want to ask my mom for a dime. Um, again, we had gone through a really rough time and... Uh, Money was extremely tight, so I knew if I wanted to do this, like this needed, this needed to come from me, and, um, and I just saved like everything, and I put everything, all of my money, towards this trip, and I went to the the bank and got a debit card with a Visa logo on it, and purchased plane tickets by phone. Yeah, I'm showing my age a little bit here and and worked it out with the dive shop that I would sleep on the couch with the other men going on the trip because they had like a suite so I could stay on the couch and I definitely couldn't rent a car. So I worked it out to, to rent a car, but I hadn't exactly told my mom about this this trip. You know, I just didn't know what she'd say. I wanted to work all the details out before she she knew anything um so i finally finished paying for the trip um i had done my advance and nitrox certifications in the same rock quarry and paid for all the certifications i had paid for the the plane tickets i i had paid for for everything and 
I waited for my mom to come home from work one day and she came in and I just started showing her each certification card and the trip itinerary and and then told her that I was going to be leaving town soon to to go dive with sharks on shipwrecks off the coast of North Carolina. <laughs> she knew what to say. I mean, she was she was floored. Um, so she ended up going straight over to the dive shop and she sat the owner down and she looked him in the eye after reaming them out, of course, um, for letting their teenage daughter sign up for a dive trip with a bunch of adult men that I didn't even know. And, but she looked, she looked him in the eye and she made him promise that he would treat me like his own daughter. And he promised. And before I knew it, I was on an airplane headed in North Carolina with all these strangers as the only teenage girl just on my own going. And, and we landed, I, you know, got the suite and they all opened up a beer and they handed me one and they said, you're one of the guys. And we all cheers. And I was one of them for, for a full weekend. And, and I remember going on on these dives and descending into the blue and not seeing anything below me but then at a I don't know 80 feet or so seeing this shipwreck appear out of nowhere and going down to the sand at 120 feet and seeing sand tigers everywhere they're known as the ragged tooth shark and they've got all these like gnarly teeth coming out of their mouths and with just giant smiles and i remember just laughing just so giddy to like be there and to realize that i i had this moment i had this vision in my head and here i was like still in high school, I just finished my junior year. And just this Tennessee girl could be there in the sand at the bottom of the ocean, surrounded by sharks. And I knew, I knew that, that I had figured out something in life. That you could dream something. You could have that initial thought. And you could work towards something and make that dream a reality. I learned that at the perfect age I needed to learn that at. And I ended up, I was also coughing on this dive and laughing. I actually had a cold, but which you're not supposed to dive with a cold. But I could still equalize my ears. I thought it was okay, but I was running through my air like real quick. And, and I realized I needed to head over to the rope and work on, on making myself up, up the line back to the boat. And I let the divers know that I was headed over there and I just started going very slowly up. You don't want to rush to the top because if you do rush to the top, you can get the bends and that could kill you. Um, so you have to ascend very slowly to the top. Um, but. 
And as I made it up the rope, my breathing got harder and harder and harder. And before I knew it, I realized that I couldn't take another breath. But I saw divers on the line down below me. They weren't too far. And I was able to go down to them. And I like, like grabbed one. Um, and this diver's name was Lenny. I, I need to contact him and, and thank him. And, and I, I grabbed him and I told him with sign language that I was, or the scuba diving sign language that I was out of air and I needed to buddy breathe. And I, he, and he said yes. And I took my regulator out of my mouth and he handed me his. And he and I did our safety stop together. And then came to the top and, <laughs> and I was so relieved, you know, I, I was trained on what to do in an emergency. I also learned some very important lessons, such as not diving with the cold and learning how to to slow down my breath and um and I've I've never buddy breathed since. I mean that was my 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 first buddy buddy breathing experience was on my first ocean dives with sharks as a as a teenager. And I will never forget that day being on that boat after that dive and to feel the warm sun on my forehead and tasting the salty droplets and realizing that I could make my own reality. So before I knew it, I, uh, I moved to Florida as soon as I graduated and kept on diving and found the world of skydiving and started building my own communities and I was able to find happiness in many other ways. And I've never found myself in the depths of despair like I was in high school. And I, I needed I needed to leave. I needed to I needed to find new ways of of happiness and I and I had to I had to get out. And to this day, I'm, I'm still an, an adventurer and I'm still making things happen and um, love planning things. I know the pandemic has been a bit strange to figure out how to still adventure in this world and maybe doing more local adventures. But I still, I still interview people and find those people out there who value experiences and value making those dreams into a reality. And so while learning to scuba dive was was what I needed to jumpstart that, um, I, I know that there's many people with a fear of going underwater and, or they're claustrophobic and maybe that's just, it's not for them, you know, like this is no, there's no pressure for, for other people to to go scuba diving. But if scuba diving interests you and intrigues you, I highly recommend learning how. 
let's break down some logistics. If you want to learn how to scuba dive, you need to be at least 10 years old. That's right, 10. <laughs> I wish I knew that when I was 10. Um, now, now a 10-year-old would, would need to have their parents on board and parents' permission and uh, things are done a lot different than how they were when, when I was a teenager. Um, now you do need to show that you are in, in good health conditions. There are some medical restrictions. So if you do have some health problems, you may need to get sign off from, from your doctor about, about diving. Um, now diving is done or learning how to dive is done differently than how it was when I was a teen. When I was a teen, we had to do in-person classes um, before our time in the pool um, and then before the final checkout dives. So, but now you do those in-person classes essentially online at your own pace. Um, You could do them as quickly as a couple of days or spread it out depending upon your schedule. Um... Now, some of the most popularized uh, diving associations to get certified through um, are PADI or NAWI. Um, but there are some other ones out there, but those are the ones that most people recognize. So I'd, I'd recommend going with one that's promoted at your local dive shop. Um, but just knowing that that PADI and NAWI are the top two. I'm PADI certified and have done all my um, specialties and and other certifications through through Patty and and still dive today. So I've been diving for about 20, 20 years now. And I like to include a lot of diving episodes on the podcast just because you're seeing this whole new world under you. You're there's there's so much that we don't know about the ocean, you know? There's I think there's a quote saying that we know more about outer space than our own oceans. So it's just, there's this whole world of mystery that you can uncover and just get to a whole nother world where you're not being bombarded by your cell phone or um, internet or people's expectations. And I don't know, it's just a place where you can go that's peaceful and... I don't know, just, it'll it'll open your eyes. Now, there are people who are like, oh, I just did this like pool resort course at my hotel, so I'm certified. Nope, you are not, you are not certified. That's not a true certification. Um, So some people opt to do like a two-hour course at a hotel and and go, go dive with maybe that hotel for that day, but that's not that doesn't give you a pass to go um, get certified. And if you want to be on dive boats and, and go dive other places around the world, you need that open water certification, um, which does have its limits of how deep you can go. Um, so it's also recommended to um, go get your advanced certification so you can dive a little bit deeper um, you could look into getting a nitrox certification that at certain depths um, can allow you to stay down a little bit longer. Some people 
um, like how nitrox makes them feel uh, because it's a higher percentage of oxygen that you're breathing. Our normal air is 21% oxygen, 79% nitrogen, whereas nitrox um, might be 30% oxygen or 32% or sometimes 34% or even 36%, but it really depends on the blend that you are breathing. Um, so just, just some things to, to be thinking about. Uh, there's a rescue diving certification too out there, which I highly, highly recommend. It's probably one of the best courses that you could take, uh, which is learning how to how to act in an emergency and help another diver out. Um, so if if you get going, that's that's one I highly recommend taking. Now there are um, diving refresher courses out there. Um, maybe you haven't dove in a while and you're feeling anxious about diving again. Doing a ref- a refresher course is is recommended. It's usually not required, but but it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Now, how much does it cost to get certified? This is a range. Um, it might be. Anywhere between three hundred and fifty and six hundred dollars at some places. I think I saw some places in the Keys charging like six hundred dollars. Um, now there is there's a way you could do it, but it might be more expensive. Maybe you don't want to dive in the cold local rock quarry or freezing cold lake near you. You could do your your bookwork online and do your pool work. Um, and then you could fly to a warm place like Kona, Hawaii, or or like Florida, and and do your checkout dives there, and then go diving. Um, but that is eating into your trip where you're doing checkout dives instead of maybe that dive you really want to do. But that's a nice way. Um, to to kind of be introduced to your open water dives in, in a nice warm place. But by doing those checkout dives in cold, uncomfortable conditions may make you really appreciate those warm water, lovely visibility dives later. Um, so weigh out the, the pros and cons and, and costs if you're thinking about it. Uh, now, some people want to just rush out and, and buy gear right away. See, that really just depends on how much you plan on diving and and also your budget. Because um, it does cost money to check that dive bag and buy the dive bag and buy everything you need. Um, typically, you're not going to need to buy weights because usually dive operators will offer them for you unless you're planning on doing lots of local like lake dives and, and that sort of thing. Or maybe you're going to do beach dives with a friend um, and need your own weights. But typically, if you're planning on doing boat diving and vacation diving, um, then then they provide those weights for you. What you will need, though, is a good fitting mask. Uh, it'd be recommended to buy that through your local dive shop so you could try them on and make sure you find one that fits your face. Um, you will want to have your own um, booties that you wear. I like having my own fins. Um, I do have my own BCD and regulator and I have a computer. 
So if you find you're diving a lot, then then go and get your gear. Um, it will be an investment. Um, you can it could be a little bit cheaper if you buy used, but you get that certified or have your dive shop look over it too. If you are going to buy used gear, I would look to see if it's the same brand that your dive shop carries and can service um, because you do need to service your gear once a year. Um, like your regulator, you need to bring it in for servicing. So there are some costs associated with owning your own gear uh, versus if you fly and rent, then it, then you're still paying money to rent that gear, um, which just renting gear just really varies. It might be $50 for the day or it might be more depending on what you're renting and how much. Now, if you have limited mobility or disability, scuba diving may still be an activity you can do. Um, There's something called uh, adaptive scuba diving that allows you to dive with a buddy um, who's trained to dive with you. Uh, So definitely check out divepirates.org or search adaptive scuba diving. Um, I know there's a place in Denver that has uh, classes and lessons and, and there, there's still a way to explore the underworld. Even if you have limited mobility, Uh, there's been people found the wheelchairs that have still been able to go, go dive. Uh, My husband has cerebral palsy and he didn't get the adaptive diver certification, got the open water paddy certification, which was, he, he still had some challenges learning, but, but he figured out his own way. It, it all clicked. Um, and, and he's been my dive buddy at, uh, all around the world and in Malaysia and We've gone cavern diving and cenotes in Mexico together. He's done the blackwater dives I talk about on the podcast, the ones in Kona. And he's done the manta ray dive. That was our very first episode. You can go back four years, guys, and listen to the first episode about the manta ray night dive, which is one of the best night dives in the world, actually, off of Kona. Uh, definitely go go listen to that. But so just because you have a disability doesn't mean you need to get the adaptive certification. You might be able to get your open water. Um, just really depends on what your challenges are um, and if you need a, a buddy trained to help you. So definitely, definitely look, look into that if you are inspired and, and want to adventure and, and get out there. Uh, so those are a few basics to, to answer. Um, about getting dive certified. So you can essentially get certified any time in the year. And and then you can start planning really cool trips like liveaboards. There's dive liveaboards that you can go on. Um, many times the cost of a liveaboard, I say is usually around the three, 3,000, sometimes four, sometimes a little bit higher, or a little bit lower for the week, which includes all of your meals, but it's not like a giant cruise. You're not going on a boat with thousands of people. You're usually on a boat with maybe like 15 other people. And there's a chef on the boat and captain and crew. And and you're just diving every day and eating great food and disconnected from technology and the world. And you know what? It's so good. 
it's so good for us to take a break from our phone and take a break from the computer and to go and just live and breathe peacefully underwater. And it, this is a, an activity I, I want to do into my old age and and just something that I just continuously love. And I'm I'm so happy that I was given the opportunity to take that open water dive class as as a teenager and and to still be able to do that today. So if you ever hear of of a young person talking about this passion for for diving and you have the financial means to help them out, I highly suggest maybe trying to work out a deal to help them get certified because you just don't know how that will impact their life. And if this is something that you want to do, you know, the barrier to entry is, is not too great. I mean, to learn is a few hundred bucks and you are certified for life. Um, and there's, there's always a way, there's always a, a way to make things happen if you really want something. Um, and you know what, even if you're not traveling right now, this is something that you can, you can do, you can do the, the coursework online from home, um, and then you could safely, you could be COVID safe and, and go to a nearby lake with a dive instructor and do your, your checkout dives. And then you could potentially look into some, some local diving. You could do some, some cleanups as a way to help out your community. Over the summer, I was able to go pick up trash um, at a local lake and, and we collected so much trash and it was just all female divers coming together uh, to help clean up and, and pick up beer bottles and sunglasses and um, just just trash that people I don't know just left on left by the lake that ended up in the lake or maybe they're boating and um, and and we were able to carry these little nets underwater to help pick up the trash. Um, it's very low visibility and it was a little bit cold, but it was fun. And I made some new friends and um, it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Um, you can rent usually a tank from your local dive shop for only $8, but you do have to show that C card, that certification card. So I just encourage you, if you are intrigued about diving to just just do it go go sign up if this is something that interests you go go try it out and maybe just maybe it will change your life Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have podcast. If you are interested in picking a future dive destination, maybe you've been inspired to learn how to dive, or maybe you are a diver yourself, I would love to give you some recommendations. I love diving in Kona, Hawaii. And after you've done your checkout dives, you can actually do one of the top 
night dives in the world, like diving with manta rays at night. Definitely check that out. Put that on your list. It's a great beginner night dive. And that is actually episode number one of this podcast from four years ago. Also, a fun little note, this podcast actually began on a dive trip in the Galapagos, and there is an episode on diving the Galapagos. Definitely listen to that if you are interested when like schooling hammerheads or mola mola or marine iguanas. Listen to that episode. Now, if you are an adventure seeker, which many of my listeners are, if you are listening to this podcast, we are experienced seekers. We love adventure. We love trying new things. And if you are a diver and you're willing to get some dives under your belt, then look into something called black water diving. I have two episodes on this, one in Kona and one in Florida. Now, if you don't know about black water diving, it is the coolest dive I've ever done. And it's one of my favorite dives. I've maybe done... I don't know, maybe now close to 20 blackwater dives over the years. And it's where you go out at night. It's not your typical night dive because you're not diving on a reef. You're going to where it's extremely deep below you, sometimes thousands of feet below you deep. But you're not going down that far. You're just going down 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet, somewhere in there, depending what, what you're seeing. And Then you turn on your light and then you pierce the darkness with that light. And then you start to see amazing creatures have risen up from the depths because this is the result of the world's largest migration of biomass in the world called the diurnal vertical migration. And there you can see siphonophores and tenophores and just really cool stuff. I mean, some of the stuff has thousands of cilia on it. And as you shine your light on it, it creates a prismatic effect. And you're seeing these rainbow colors dancing in front of your eyes. It's like you're on drugs, but you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're you're living and you're experiencing life and it's thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling. Kona, Hawaii is a great place to do this. So I do have a blackwater diving episode on Kona, Hawaii with uh, a famous blackwater uh, dive author, Jeff Melison. Listen to that episode. It's amazing. I did a solo episode on Blackwater Diving Florida, as that is a very different experience. In Kona, you're actually hanging on to a your to a tether, then to your tether to the boat. It's a very easy dive in that sense. There's you will the boat is right there. Uh, you go with the boat. However, off the coast of Florida, how they do blackwater diving there is very different, and you go on a drift dive at night and you're just drifting through the water you're not tethered to anything and you do that for 90 minutes you're just drifting and we drifted six miles on that trip which 
drifting at night without seeing anything below you is pretty incredible. So listen to the Drift Diving Blackwater episode as well. Highly recommend. Some other diving episodes, if you're a dive enthusiast, is diving between the tectonic plates in Iceland. You do need a dry suit certification for that. Also, if you're interested in going cenote diving in Mexico, and there's these beautiful caverns and with these light rays coming in, and there's just this amazing view in front of you. It's Oh, cool. I interviewed the cenote guy, Aiden Dink, for that episode. So if cenotes are on your list, like down in Tulum, that area near Playa del Carmen, listen to that episode. So lots of lots of diving on this podcast. I, I like to weave in diving episodes throughout. There's much more, but that will at least get you started. And thanks again for listening and thank you for your support.